Welcome to another episode of Extraordinary Moments from an Ordinary Life. I'm just an ordinary human trying to soak in as much life as I can this side of heaven. I've had some interesting stories along the way, some fun, some serious and challenging, some unexpected, and some just plain crazy. But I'll have a lesson and I so believe that we need to learn from one another's stories. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear and learn from your moments as well. Enjoy! Hello, everyone. I am going to confess right from the start that I kind of stole the title for this episode from one of my favorite podcasters, Nora McInerney. Her podcast is called Terrible. Thanks for asking. I love it. Nora is real. She's honest, raw, authentic. And in it, she uses a lot of my second language, which is sarcasm. You should definitely go and check it out. But not until you're done listening to this one first, okay? Nora, thank you for your podcast and for letting me steal from you. You have been a breath of fresh air to me. So how many times have we answered the question, how are you, with a simple, fine, I'm good, doing great, how are you? Is it possible that we're all sort of a bunch of liars? Why do we say that we're fine when we're really not fine, or good, or great? I must admit, I am a very good deflector. I'm really skilled at turning a conversation away from me onto the other person. My mom always taught us that to make connections with others, we simply just needed to ask questions about them. And then in doing so, it takes the focus off of us, especially when we're not fine. I'm still not really sure why our society tells us that it's not okay to not be okay. I'm still trying to figure that one out. But sometimes we're just not fine. And you know what? Although I personally need to work on figuring out how to honestly answer that question, how are you? And I'm pretty sure that Nora would tell me that there's nothing wrong at all with feeling not fine. So here is a quick backstory for you. I apologize in advance if you don't like medical things. Feel free to skip ahead if that's you. But I have had an adult lifetime of a condition called diverticulitis, which affects my intestines. I'm sure many of you are very familiar with it, as it is very, very common. Well, the colon gods of the medical world say that after three or four flare-ups, that surgery should be considered. Well, after I confessed to flare-up, oh, nine or ten probably, my primary care doctor sent me to have a consult with a surgeon. So I dutifully went. She basically explained it to me this way. She said the next time that I had a flare-up, because it's happened so many times before, It could easily lead to an abscess or a perforation, in which case an emergency surgery would need to be performed. 
In such an acute phase, the two inflamed ends of the removed portion of the intestine could most likely not be cleanly reattached, and I would be left with a colostomy, which I, of course, wanted to avoid. So I decided to say yes to what is a very routine surgery with a typical three to four day hospital stay, a six week recovery. I thought it was a smart choice. I was being proactive. Why take the chance of something much worse happening when I could easily just have a routine surgery? It all sounded so simple until my surgeon started the surgery, got in there, and ended up removing almost three feet of my intestine rather than the anticipated one foot. And the projected two-hour surgery turned into almost six hours. A few weeks later, I then had a second emergency surgery for a complicated intestinal obstruction So I was in the hospital just short of a month, which, as it turns out, is a lot more than three days. Sometimes life throws us some curveballs. That we all know for sure. But here's the fun news. I don't have a colon anymore. I have a (laughs) semicolon. Just love that joke. (laughs) Several days after my first surgery, I jotted down some, quote, thoughts from my hospital bed that I want to share with you. A few thoughts, a few lessons learned. This is what I wrote. Nursing is a noble, honorable, and heroic profession. Ice chips are an amazing invention. I hate IVs and blood draws and NG tubes and drains coming out of my belly and catheters. Well, we probably shouldn't go there, (laughs) even though I just did. Liquid diets are boring. Flowers and cards bring beauty and comfort to a sterile room. So many channels, and there's literally nothing to watch on TV. Movement and walking are good for all humans, whether sick or not. Do people actually choose to eat cream of wheat? If so, we need to have a conversation. Ew. Visitors and great friends promote healing. I now know what a pincushion feels like. Oxygen is super, super important. I'm blessed beyond measure by having a job that offers good health insurance. Treating every person who comes in my room with equal respect and calling them by their name really isn't that difficult, but it does make a difference in their day. There's kindness and beauty all around us if we just take a moment to notice. I might feel lonely, but I am never, ever alone. Yellow skid-proof hospital socks are cool. Sometimes I don't want to be brave, so there. Nothing lasts forever. Tomorrow is a new day. And there go my big plans for a sexy bikini for this coming summer. (laughs) 
So that's a quick snapshot of some simple thoughts. But if it's okay with you, I'd like to dig a little more into some deeper lessons learned. Let's talk about expectations and comparisons for a minute. I learned that those words can really add to the complexity of a recovery. How are you? Are you better yet? When are you getting out of the hospital? Are you back to normal? You're still struggling, but your friend who had the same surgery recovered so quickly. How much longer until you go back to work? They are all very well-intended questions, for sure. I get it. We all have a desire as humans to avoid pain. We were created that way. We don't like watching others suffer, and we don't like suffering ourselves. We want it to quickly come to an end. We want to rush through it to be done with it. I felt some of the expectation piece in the hospital, but it really screamed at me when I was released to go home. My village, my tribe, my family, they were amazing. There's no way I could have survived without them. But there is an unspoken expectation that once a person leaves the hospital, all is well. You're good. It should all be uphill from there. Maybe it's just me, but you know what? In reality, going home was so scary. How would I keep track of all the medications on my own? The IV meds are so much more effective than oral medication. So what was that going to be like? Would it be enough to control the pain? Could I even walk up and down the stairs of our home? Hospital beds are movable for the patient's comfort. Would it Would I be okay in my own bed, trying to sleep sitting upright with just pillows as props? Could I bend down to feed our sweet Ellie and give her an insulin injection or even just pet her? Honestly, I was worried about getting up from the toilet without any core or abdominal muscles left to assist me. Now that is scary. Did you know, by the way, that hospital toilets sit higher up from the ground than normal toilets do? Yep, I found that out. So much of my security blanket was stripped away with a few signatures and piles of papers with instructions and details on follow-up care casually handed to me as I left the hospital. I wasn't fine. I was terrified to leave the security of having my surgeon and other healthcare professionals check in on me each day and what I had come to know as my safe, normal environment over the last month. But those expectations, they were a looming shadow over me. You're good now. Yay. You're all set. The hard part's over. You must be so happy. My surgeon told me at my last post-op visit that for every day a patient is in the hospital, it equates to a week's recovery. That is so crazy to me. That is such a long time. And as humans, we are definitely not very patient. But you know what? Here is the real deal. 
we're not always going to make progress every day. We'll probably even have days or a series of days when we go backwards in our recovery. We'll have days when we're just battle-weary. There will be a lot of days when we won't be fine. We might even get stuck on the toilet, possibly, and have to have someone maybe come and help us get up off the toilet. I mean, not that that's ever happened to me personally. I'm, I mean, I'm, of course, just speaking hypothetically here. But everyone's journey is different, and that needs to be okay. I think the lesson in this for us is to allow every suffering person that we come in contact with to just feel whatever they feel in that moment. No expectations, no comparisons to others in similar situations. Even though we want them to be fine, they might not be, and that's all right. Actually, maybe I won't even ask the question anymore. How are you? How are you doing? But rather, I think I'm going to ask, how is your day going today? I feel like that opens it up a little bit more to a response that is not just a simple fine. My hope in moving forward would be to take the pressure off and just simply meet others where they are. Where they are that day, that hour, in that moment. Because as I've learned, a journey of suffering can definitely be like whiplash. Forward and then back again and then back and forth one more time. A few steps ahead and then some steps back. I hope I can simply be there, waiting with a sea collar in case it's needed for the whiplash. I love this quote, you can run a sprint and you can run a marathon, but you can't sprint a marathon. We all know as humans that we want to escape pain and suffering, right? But what would happen if we were able to embrace it a bit more, to not run away, to not rush through it, to not sprint to that finish line, to know that maybe it's okay to be in the midst of suffering and really, really just be in it. What if we decided to settle in for a bit, to maybe pack a lunch and a picnic basket and take our time getting there, to truly seek out the beauty of the journey along the way? We all long for goodness and we recoil when the difficult hits us. We're human. It's what we do. But I believe that we can't have good without bad or light without darkness, right without wrong peace without turmoil, or joy without suffering. I really just want to go at a pace that I'm able to keep and soak in the beauty that's around me in each moment. I don't want to miss anything along the way. I have a t-shirt that says, no season is wasted. I love that. I don't want to miss the goodness in the suffering. As strange as that sounds, when I look back at the most difficult times in my life, my seasons of suffering, they were by far the times that I felt the closest to God. 
they were filled with a depth and a richness that just doesn't come along in my everyday day-to-day life. How about you? Do you think you could linger in the suffering to possibly find something that maybe you've never fully known before? Here's another lesson learned. You might disagree with me on this one, and that is okay. The world would be so boring if we all agreed on everything, right? Many people told me that I was strong, that I was a fighter, and that if I just continued to be positive, all would be well. Keep your chin up, Karen. You've got this. As a side note, I have several friends with cancer in my life right now. And I hear people say things like, she's a fighter, she'll fight through this. I've also heard some say of others that they, quote, lost their battle or lost the fight. That frustrates me. It actually really makes me angry, if I'm being honest. I feel like it implies that they are losers. If they, quote, lost, does that mean that they didn't fight hard enough that they weren't positive enough, not strong enough. I don't think so. They weren't losers at all. They gave it their everything with whatever they had, regardless of the outcome. Bad stuff is like good stuff. It happens to all of us. Okay, sorry. Kind of got sidetracked there on a little soapbox of mine. Sorry. That is not really where I was planning on going. So let me get back on track here. Back to me being strong and being a fighter and being positive in the midst of my suffering. Honestly, people have given me far, far, far too much credit. I had so many temper tantrums and pity parties, and there were a lot of tears along the way. You can just ask my dear husband, poor guy. I didn't always want to be brave or strong or upbeat. My lesson learned here was one day when I was really battle-weary. I was so tired of fighting. And I remembered the scripture in Exodus 14 that says, The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Ugh, I love that so much. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I want to be intentional about taking some of that pressure away from those in my path who are suffering. I don't want to push or reward having a warrior spirit or a positive outlook all the time. Jesus tells us that in our weakness, he is strong. Not when we're trying to fiercely battle, taking it all upon ourselves. He is fighting for me. He is fighting for me. I can be still. I can rest, knowing that if he is for me, then who can be against me? The last lesson, or realization, whatever you want to call it, 
that I want to share is that even when we're tired and we're having a difficult time keeping our chin up, there are still so many silver linings to be found. I have had plenty of those in the last months for sure. As I start thinking about them, they really are too many to list. But I will forever cherish the goodness that's been given to me through these last two months. Let me end with this uh, fun silver lining memory that made me smile along the way. I hope it makes you smile too. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. This was about two weeks into my hospital stay, uh, about four days after my second surgery. I wrote this. I just knew it was going to be a good day when I woke up this morning and gingerly made my way into the bathroom to wash my face for the first time on my own with all of my tubes and cords attached from all parts of my body. The nurse had placed some brand new sexy mesh hospital panties and a few washcloths by the sink for my use. I took off my glasses, I'm blind as a bat without them, and washed my face. Oh, it was like heaven. Even though the tube from my nose into my stomach was taped right across the middle of my face, I could still wash most of it. I got dried off and attempted to brush my teeth without swallowing even the tiniest bit of water as I'd been instructed, as I hadn't been allowed to eat or drink anything for three days. Mission accomplished. I was so proud of myself. Yay me. I did it. Way to go, Karen. I love me, I told myself. I then put on my glasses and casually looked down at the wet mesh hospital panties that I had just washed my face with. (laughs) Yeah, I did that. I just knew it would be a good day. So how about this? When you're asked by someone today or tomorrow how you're doing, instead of saying fine or good or great, maybe you can tell the person asking you that you're having a brand new sexy mesh panty washcloth kind of a day. Keep them guessing. To wrap this up, let me tell you that I am currently about two months out from my first surgery, and I'm just continuing in my recovery. I do have a way to go on this journey, but it's amazing to me to see how far I've come. It's important to me to kind of look back and remember what I did come from, which is this. Two surgeries, just short of a month spent in the hospital over 20 shots in my stomach, 10 IVs, one NG tube, an enlarged stomach to twice its size, probably 10 or 11 CTs and other scans, subcutaneous emphysema, whatever that is, not 100% sure, one bowel obstruction, one surgical JP drain coming out of my gut, seven incisions, lots of fluid around my lungs, one extraordinary 
surgical team, hundreds of amazing caregivers, my incredible family and friends who were with me through thick and thin, and one Jesus who always stayed true to his every promise to me. How are you doing, Karen? Well, I'm pretty good overall. I'm better in some ways, but not in others. I can't really say I'm fine or good or great. I'm a lot of different things at the moment, really. It's a combination of so many parts of me. I'm feeling grateful for sure. And I'm trying to be honest in answering your question. Thanks so much for asking. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to drop five stars in the ratings and reviews section and leave a comment if you'd like. Also, feel free to pass this on to any others who you might think might enjoy it. You can listen wherever you find your audio, including Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'd also love to hear your comments and the stories from your own journey at lifemoments at mail.com. Please drop me a note and feel free to subscribe and join me again for my upcoming episodes. Thanks again so much for listening, and don't forget to always be on the lookout for the extraordinary in the ordinary of your own life. I hope you'll join me again next time.